I've never felt one like this. I'm gonna get under the oh, desk. I'm Holy so crap. jealous right now. Oh my god, this thing's strong. Holy shit. Whoa, shit, this is crazy. Oh. Is it still going? Yeah, it feels no, like it's the fucking going. ground's rumbling. Oh Damn. my god. Wait, they're not like that here. This I feels feel like, like we're, we're out on the water, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love those ones. We missed it when we were in the. We went surfing in Fourth of July. I have never felt an earthquake like this before. Yeah, that, I never felt it like that. That was intense. I wonder if it was worse out by you, Jared. Oh fuck! It's pretty bad out here. That was strong. Yeah, it's still going. This oh, is yeah. fucking crazy. Did your brother not say? I'm talking to my uh, my wife. Your did your brother not say that there was going to be an earthquake next week? And I was like, oh yeah, that'll be fun because like you can't <laughs> predict earthquakes. But how, how did your, your brother, brother know? Did say that right? Holy cow! <laughs> but uh, wow, that was crazy, dude. That it was sounded strong. like it was kind of fun. Hello and welcome to Stranger Things, a Downside Up podcast. I'm DB, and with me as always is Aaron Minogue. Hey, hey, hey. And Jared Levin. That's right. We, we, did, we, we did this through an earthquake. That's right. That's our dedication to you listeners. There was a, uh, we're recording this on Friday evening in Los Angeles and the San Francisco Bay Area. It's about 8.20. Massive, um, well, massive. I don't know. It was big. Big earthquake just hit. So that's a, that's a portentous sign. That means either God doesn't want us to record this or he's so excited. So yeah, we just uh, rec started recording through an earthquake and uh, we all just got finished watching Stranger Things season three, episode one. And uh, Aaron, as the, uh, the longtime fan, let's throw it over to you for uh, some first impressions coming out of this episode. Okay, so first impression, opening scene before anybody even speaks. I thought it felt what we had just talked about last week, that show Chernobyl. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I wrote that down it too. It felt like Chernobyl before the explosion. Yep. Russia's just got a vibe. And then it felt, and then it was uh, like Rick Moranis popped in there with his shrinking machine. Oh, oh, from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah. That's a good 80s reference right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Zelinsky, was that the last name? Oh, I, I am so bad with names. I'm lucky I remember the first names of these people. Yeah. I remember Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. It was uh, pretty, I think, fortunate timing. I mean, they couldn't have known about Chernobyl. And of course, yeah, the, the timing was perfect. Just coming out of Chernobyl, what, like two, three weeks ago and into these, yeah, these people wearing the suits. And it just, it was obviously set in Russia. Although they, they really nailed it on the head when they pull out and they had to show you the Russian flag. It's like, I, 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 I kind of got it by this point. <laughs> we know that voice. Yeah. And the, um, you know, the big dude with who was choking the scientists. I'm like, oh, yeah. Choking him so Sort of like uh, like Darth Vader would do almost. Yeah. Is that guy human? Does anybody else think that maybe he's mixed with a little something else besides human? Well, that's interesting. Um, I, I mean, the way he was just holding that dude up like that. I figured he was human, although he wasn't that big, right? He, was, he didn't look like very muscular. So you may have a point. He's there. juicing. Yeah, he's juicing. Well, and, he's on that Drago steroids, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly, and of course, this being Russia and their penchant for doping in the Olympics, maybe they also dope for scientific inquiry. They're hardcore. 
Oh my god, yeah, that's there's a lot of people that I would fuck with. Russians aren't one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not like, oh yeah, hey, who wants to fight me? Like, I mean, fuck with like my little pranks that I like to pull. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't take a, a Russian's iPhone at the bar and uh, subscribe to our podcast. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it for me. No, it, it could cause an international incident. <laughs> yeah, you double crossed me. Yeah, I don't want anybody looking through my photos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I imagine some Russian at home porn photos are going to be there's going to be some leather, some bondage. It's going to be it's going to be rough. Yeah. It's going to be somber. Yeah. yeah no smiling at all. Nobody's having a good time. That's not why we're doing this. Yes. Yeah, we're doing this to punish you and me. Like that <laughs> even him taking the photo, he's not going to be smiling. <laughs> so I know in Game of Thrones, we always did a uh, summary. And as I went back and listened to those, I was not a fan of my summaries. They went on forever. <laughs> and so I oh, just no. decided, you know what? Let's skip that shit. It was fun like the first two times that I didn't know anything about uh, Game of Thrones, maybe, and didn't know what to how to describe it. But I figure let's just kind of go through the, uh, the episode. I think um, people watched it. That's why they're listening, hopefully. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll dive in with the first thing that I was like, pause, because I need to write some shit down about this scene right here. Uh -huh. When Elle and Mike are Frenchin in the bedroom. Yes. Yeah. That's where we open. That's a good opener. First audio cassette tape, Corey Hart. Yes. Don't know if you guys noticed that. Okay, Corey Hart. But then they go to Hopper. And he he's obviously drinking again. <laughs> yeah. Again, he never stopped. <laughs> well, I feel like last season he had, a, I mean, he was like somewhat had his shit together. We As soon as you see him and as the episode climbs on, obviously we see he's like back to his old ways. But you see him just sit on the recliner, just scarfing down a bag of Tostitos, listening to them. And my problem with this, not that he's drinking again. I understand that. Yeah. She's not your daughter, and she's not even a girl that you raised from a very young age. Mm -hmm. You've known her for like two years. So where do you get off having a problem with her French and her boyfriend? Yeah, I mean, he's but he's like adopted her, and he's um, you know, she's the replacement for uh, the daughter that he lost to cancer. Remember, yeah, when he went out and. She had to be such a bummer and a drama yeah. queen on the way out. Yeah, selfish. <laughs> yes, very selfish. A lot of attention, kind of an attention whore. Um, but yeah, no, it, as a teacher, sometimes you would get protective of students. You'd be like, ah, you know, I just want to, you, you just kind of want to protect them from from the world. So I, I can kind of see that. it comes from a good place, I think. Yeah. But why is it like, why wouldn't he just be like, hey, no Frenchin under my roof? Yeah. Like he's sitting out in the living room, like, you know what I mean? It was kind of a weird setup. The one thing that I noted about that, I'm not sure what's worse, fucking in Murray's bomb shelter or making out in <laughs> Hopper's drunk shack, because that is a disgusting <laughs> place that does not scream uh, romantic at all. I understand your kids. You got to take what you can get, but go outside or something. 
Well, at least at Hopper's Drunk Shack, you're not being filmed. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's, that's true. only because he can't figure out how to work the camera. <laughs> Whatever, it's stupor. safe. It's safe here. Yes. Dude, that dip true. got in his hands. <laughs> Corey Hart was the singer from Sunglasses at Night. Isn't that right? Correct. Okay. We talked about that in one of these episodes. Now... The tape that was right after it was Brian Adams. And I feel Corey Hart much cooler than Brian Adams. Yes. Well, Brian Adams had that one really good song, Summer of 69. Oh, oh yeah. Summer of 69. Okay. And then all the other songs are like, baby, I love you so much. And I'm going to tell you all the ways. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Hart's like, I'm stalking your ass, bitch, so you better watch your back. That's right. He's much more hardcore. He's got that that edge to him. He's dangerous, like Billy. I was just going to say, he's got that Billy, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The bad boy. (laughs) He's got the Billy factor. (laughs) Billy factor. And not everybody can be so lucky as to have that Billy factor. Yeah. He's got it. Anybody else think that um, this was not a good look for Eleven? She looked like my uh, grunge era guy friends from the nineties. <laughs> here, I thought that maybe Mike was, uh, you know, God bless him, embracing an alternative eighties Hawkins lifestyle. But <laughs> but once I they pulled back and they showed that it was Eleven, I'm like, oh okay. Either way, cool. But I'm just saying, I'm hoping that Eleven gets a makeover at some point this season. Well, I mean, what we see in the when we watch the trailer, she looked a little more feminine. That's true. Yeah. So I guess we know there's something lurking for us. Yeah. But I have to say, they don't ever do her any favors with her look. No. No. What would you do? I I mean, let's let the bitch grow her hair out a little bit, can we? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shoulder length is not is not long enough. Can we just like she's already walking around in flannels. Yeah, the flannel, I think, is the problem I have. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. She's like <laughs> REM in the late 80s, you know? She's losing her religion. Either go longer than this or keep the buzz cut. I, I thought that was kind of a cool look. She didn't look bad. Some women can pull that off, I think, and uh, she seemed to be able to. She was G.I. Jane. She was much younger um, when she had the, the buzz cut, though, so I don't know. Yeah, it probably wasn't going to be sustainable. Here, I'll tell you what. The girl that plays max yeah very cute yeah they don't need to change anything with her style she's great i am a big (laughs) fan of max i think of the kids uh max and dustin are my favorite and um i don't know if steve counts as a as a kid but those three this is a good point to jump to then the mall because then we go from yeah this this uh hopper's drunk shack to to the mall and i love this mall i hope they like the arcade the arcade they did for like the first two episodes of last season and then they kind of moved away from it we never were there again but it seems like the mall is going to be like a good centerpiece like they're going to keep coming back here and it's fun i love it yeah let me ask you guys something. Was well, Jared, I don't need to ask you because I already know the answer for that. But <laughs> DB, did you have a mall like that where you grew up? Oh yeah, out in Naperville, we had the Fox Valley Mall, which is out in Aurora, but it was like on the boundary. Yep, it was uh, Fox Valley Mall. It was it was great, and it was all it was set up like that. Oh, uh, well. Uh, set up in like that uh, in what way i mean it looks like it's party time at that mall now this was 
1985, so I wouldn't have been going to the mall until like right like okay, uh, that's ten fair. years ten years later. So it might not have been quite as cool, but I think so. A mall's a mall, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That mall just looked. Oh, the mall looks like it's fun. Like it's like party time. And I didn't have a mall like that where I lived. Oh, you didn't? We had shopping malls, and there was like food court, and but there wasn't. It's like everybody's in there. They're hanging out around the fountain and shit. Yeah. Nobody did that. Yeah, I would say that our mall, I, it definitely had, yeah, a lot of kids. Like, that's where you would kind of go in, in high school or junior high. And, and so it sort of had that vibe. But this one was definitely more happening. This is like, um, what's the video? The music video. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson. So it's Debbie Gibson's uh, hit. And they shot it at a, a mall. It was out there on the East Coast, too, right? She was in the East well, Coast. Well, they... Tiffany and Debbie Gibson both, they I don't believe they toured together, but they were there was that time where pop stars went and performed at malls. Right. Yeah. And then they didn't they uh film uh, the music video out there in uh in one of the, the malls. It was Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson. And then she posed nude in Playboy. Oh damn. Yeah. I wonder if that has any correlation to why you remember what she said. This should have been like the early 2000s or something that she did that. So one thing I noted about the mall, uh, Lucas's sister sucks. <laughs> I hate her. I hate her too now. You want to talk about an offensively stereotypical portrayal of an angry black girl? Uh, look no further. That is, uh, that's a really shitty character. And Dude, how did she you get sucks? all the little girls to follow her. I, I didn't understand that. Yeah. Because she's a bossy bitch. <laughs> Just abrasive. Like, I hope she doesn't have much of a role this season because that is, that's annoying. Yeah, I'm not like offended. It's just annoying. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Or if she's going to act like that, somebody better be there to put her in her place. Yeah. <laughs> she can't just be running amok. And it can't be, <laughs> yes, somebody needs, somebody needs to check that bitch. That's right. Put her in her place. You heard it here first. Someone but... needs to be like, nah, bitch, you fuck with the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, yes. after seeing Steve in his Scoops Ahoy costume, do you still think oh, that Nancy made a bad choice going for Jonathan? Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> Dude, he's a captain. I am pissed what they've done to Steve this season. Uh, no. And you know what? It's not even about the, the outfit. I could work with the outfit. Okay. Remember when he was giving all this advice, you got to ignore the girls, the set... Oh, yeah. Now he he is just like everything that walks up he's hitting on. And not good. He, he lost his mojo. He lost his he lost his Billy factor. He lost his Billy he lost his Steve factor. I think ever since Billy came to town and he's been like that. Yeah, Billy. Like I, he would have never gotten Nancy's V card <laughs> if he came at it like the way he's coming at these broads better get an ice cream. He's falling on hard times. <laughs> yeah, I think this is that hard lesson of, you know, you were in high school. And now he's out of high school and it's no longer that small, you know, small pond. Now he's out in the real world and you may have been king of the basketball team or whatever in high school with all the ladies. But now you're just one among many. You ain't shit. Yeah, wearing a Scoops Ahoy costume. He is the captain. He is the captain. <laughs> No, wait, he's not like a supervisor or anything, is he? Fuck no. 
And I don't even know what he's getting so worked up about anyway. He's going to end up shagging the one that he works with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he picks up on the signals. Uh, away. Now, you're you're a little more hard on him, I, I think, because at least I like still that he is willing to laugh at himself. And, um, and he still has like a good back and forth, even with Robin. He is still on the table of possibilities for me. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. No, because you know what? It's Steve. And I know this guy. He's going to turn around. He's going to do something heroic. Yes. And he'll be back in my good graces. The rule is when you have that awesome hair, man, that fair faucet shampoo. <laughs> he does. He have me insecure, though. Got my own locks. <laughs> uh, Robin, speaking of the girl that he works with, do you guys know that Robin is Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter? Oh, no. Whoa. I yeah. I did not know that. Before sunset. She's cool. Ethan Hawke. I'll tell you what, if it was if it was Steve or Ethan Hawke, I'd be going Ethan Hawke. And you're even saying Ethan Hawke today, 2019. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's aged okay. Kind of Hollywood knows how to pick. The guys, it's much easier, right? Because guys have the luxury of just being able to be like, oh, they, like George Clooney. George Clooney, women think, got hotter as he got older, you know? Dude, I think my mom banged him. <laughs> Really? Are, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. What are the facts of the case? <laughs> oh, my God. I hope it's true. Well, my mom was a stripper in Vegas, and uh, my brother's together. He's supposed to go to Hawaii together, but she blew him off. Whoa. That's a power move. Wait. Yeah. What years are we talking about? Is this like ER Clooney or what? This is like early, mid-2000s, like 2005, five, six. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. that was a good year for Clooney. It was a good year. And he was going to take her to Hawaii? Yeah, my mom blew him off. What? Why? I think it's obvious. I don't know much because it's weird. My mom was a stripper, but she always, but she never like brought it up. Uh, she never brought it up. <laughs> well, I don't know if, if that's a common conversation that a stripper has with her son. Uh, well, her her ex-boyfriend told me, and he thought I already knew. He's like, yeah, dude, your mom's been a stripper, always has been. Oh, what would she tell you that she was really doing? Uh, sorry, she, she says she sold used clothing. Oh, okay. Her ex-boyfriend didn't know or did know? Oh, he, oh, of course, knew. Oh, okay. He 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 was a Chippendale. So then he was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> he was a Chippendale. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there's another conversation for whenever we get into Patreon uh, for listeners. We want to hear about Jared's backstories. I do. Yeah, I try to be a Chippendale. Oh, damn! Can't dance is a problem. <laughs> that, that's kind of, a, okay. kind of a hindrance. When you is a hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know how to dance, but I, I do like taking off my clothes <laughs> in public. <laughs> so maybe this is how you uh, kept destroying the buttons on your shirts from last week. Was We didn't understand that this was from your, your Chippendales act. Anyway, there was nobody there, and I did a trial. It didn't work out. It's $50 plus tip. Okay. Anyway, Steve Harrington, that's what you should be doing. Oh, yeah. You can waste your talents. Yeah, Steve Harrington should be trying to be a Chippendale. You know what I love, too, about where Steve works? When the kids come there and he just lets them all through to go to the movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a sweet perk of working in the mall. That is cool. 
That is a good perk. Sneak into every movie. And this was the um, weekend release, I guess, of Day of the Dead. And also playing at the theater is Back to the Future Part 1. That's great. That's a good uh, good movie year. It was good to see Justine Bateman. Yeah. Oh, when they get into the movie theater and they all start pulling their snacks out from their bag. Yeah. I had a flashback to when my grandmom used to take me to the movies. Oh, yeah? We weren't allowed to buy anything when we went there. Right. <laughs> she would bring the snacks and we'd be like driving and she'd be like, oh, the popcorn's a little burnt. That doesn't matter though. And it's like, yeah, it does fucking matter, grandma. Go pop another bag. <laughs> the, oh, you're driving on the way to the movie theater. She's smuggling in popcorn because that's like a big bulky <laughs> item. Like, how do you get that in there? She had this big brown bag. Okay. She was like Mary Poppins in the theater. It also has a very distinct odor, right? So you could yeah. think that as you're walking by. I guess the whole theater smells like popcorn, so the usher probably won't smell that. But I would be thinking more, like we would sneak in candy, like um, gummy bears and, and that sort of thing. You'd go to the store first and buy that. I still do that. Yeah. Better to smuggle that shit in. After we leave the mall, then, we get our first shot of Nancy and Jonathan crashing at Jonathan's place in his bedroom. One thing that I, that was not clear to me is why does Nancy jump out of the window if Monona Ryder knows she's spending the night? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. That was weird. Of course, Joyce doesn't mind if her son's got... His girlfriend sleeping over in the bed. Yeah. yeah. She'd probably lie, too. If Nancy's mom called, she'd be like, no, she's not here. I was wondering if that was more along the lines of Winona Ryder's going to look the other way, but not they're not going to be open about it. Maybe that that's kind of the thing. But then she rubs her Nancy's lipstick off of Jonathan's cheek. Like, okay, so you're really cool with it. And like, Jonathan clearly doesn't brush his teeth then. Because you would see that you have lipstick on your face if you're brushing your teeth. That is an excellent point. He doesn't look like the kind of guy who does. <laughs> <laughs> they both His, look terrible. I'm calling um, extensions on Nancy's hair. They've taken care of that bald spot. We're never going to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> they must be listening to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and they they went back and they they were able to do reshoots in the last two weeks. Yeah. Nancy's. Nancy's stuff, which would make sense because uh, the other thing I noticed is, yes, her hair is filled out, but she's contracted Jonathan's bags under his eyes. Uh, Didn't know that that was something you could pass on through intercourse, but apparently... Uh, they just both look terrible. They they do not... I mean, they do what they can to Nancy, but she is... um, there are shots where you can tell there's a lot of makeup being done. And God bless her. I th- still think she's a good actress. Just uh, very concerned about her, <laughs> her health. Dude. <laughs> she doesn't look healthy. But she is getting um, harassed. So we learn that they both work at the Hawkins Gazette. And then there's the asshole writer's room where these guys laugh at each other's misogynistic jokes they laugh like Ray Liotta in Goodfellas. Like, I yeah. wish I could get people that would laugh at my <laughs> jokes like that. It's like pulling teeth to get <laughs> to get my friends to even just uh, chuckle, you know? Oh, it's not tribal, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a either a Los Angeles or San Francisco open mic. You know, if if uh, whoever that guy is went and tried to do that material up on stage, he'd learn real quick that he ain't really he ain't really that funny. He's not even close to being funny, and his face is weird. 
His face yeah. is weird. So he's got two strikes. His face is the funniest thing about him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Well, they're giving her shit that she's not doing a good job. She forgot to put mustard on his sandwich. Okay. But then we see later in the episode, why is Nancy cleaning up breakfast? It's after dark. Like, maybe she does suck at her job. She's only cleaning up their breakfast now. Like, the sun has gone down. Yeah, what have you been doing this whole time? You know what? It's the food she didn't eat because she's not eating. <laughs> yeah, she's, she was napping in the back because she's got to conserve her energy. <laughs> she's passing out from the anorexia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she and Hopper share a lot in common with the passing out. It's just for two very different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> They need to balance each other out. Another reason to suspect that her blood sugar is low is she takes Mrs. Driscoll's call about the rats very seriously. (laughs) And I seriously, I would guess that Mrs. Driscoll probably calls about those rats twice a day. So really, Nancy does suck at her job. (laughs) She, yeah. And the, the scene with the rats are like running into a shed or something and then they're exploding. Yes. I, I like physically could not watch that. Oh, really? It was so gross to me. Dude, I was eating ice cream when that happened. Oh, you're eating ice cream? I noted that when, when the rats explode, <laughs> it kind of looks like, it looks like the fruit that's in the bottom of a yogurt cup. Yes, it does. But it's not quite as disgusting as that. Mm-mm. But uh, I liked that. I liked the scene of all the rats running into the, it was like an abandoned wait factory. It was an abandoned factory. Really cool. Do you think it's the abandoned factory or you think it's the Hawkins lab? Oh, it can't be oh, the Hawkins shit. lab, right? Yeah, because they, they deserted it in the last season. That looked like a fact. No, that was a big like warehouse factory type thing. Okay. I mean, I'm open to being wrong, but I it, it could be somehow connected to Hawkins Lab, but Hawkins Lab is very distinct. And that was like a brick building, like okay. many stories high. No, this this looked... But I, again, I'm open to being wrong. Something that pissed me off was when they're at the movie theaters and Will gets the little tingle in the back of his neck and he doesn't say shit to anybody about it. Yeah. No, of course he can't. You know, let's get in front of the problem. I would be grateful that Will wasn't going to bring up every time he got goosebumps in the back of his neck. Like, <laughs> uh, he, okay, Will. Yeah, they, it's called air conditioning. They're like, guys, <laughs> let's leave Will at home. Well, he's trying to prevent, you know, when no no rider uh, from like, you know, yelling at us. Yeah, he's keeping that shit close to the vest so that uh, his mom he doesn't set his mom off again, which we should all be grateful for. I am grateful for that. Did Winona Ryder buy a store? Is that hers? I mean, she's in there setting up. She's the only one in there. Is it hers? That's an interesting point. She definitely had a boss from the first uh, season. But yeah, she's the only one in there now. Yeah. Now, my way to rationalize this would be that obviously the mall is big and it's taking away all of the business. So that's like one of the storylines. And so they've just cut staff and she's managed to survive. She's like one of the only ones left. But she made mention of them opening, like the grand opening or something. Oh, did she? Oh, I missed that then. Yeah. When Hopper comes in the store. Oh, I love this. Hopper comes in the store. He picks something up off of a shelf and is like tossing it up in the air, catching it, and then just throws it when he's done with it. I noticed that too. I'm like, what a dick. (laughs) This is why you're getting friend zoned, Hopper. Fuck your couch. 
I don't know if he's trying to do that thing where, yeah, you act like a dick and then the woman is drawn to you. But shit, that that only works for like, uh, you know, on the playground in grammar school. But Hopper really hasn't matured past that anyway. That doesn't work with a woman who dates Bob. Yeah, she dates uh, assistant managers from Radio Shack. She goes for high class. Yeah, she dates earners. I will say this about Winona. I think that now that they've given her like a, a good character to play, I enjoy watching her now. I think her acting is, is even better this, but I feel like it's not it's any great. comment on her acting from the first two, or the, especially the first season. It was the role that they were giving her to play. But like when you, in this episode in particular, it's like, oh, okay, cool. This is the cool Winona Ryder. She's awesome. I like it. I agree. She's got, got the best hairstyle they've given her so far. Okay. Her acting is better, but when they did that flashback of her and Bob on the couch together, yeah, it was uncomfortable for me because she looked like she was like didn't want to actually touch him, but they're like sitting there together. Also, I believe that they were laughing a little too hard for Cheers. I think it's great, but I don't think you laugh that hard watching Cheers. No. Uh no. I've gone back and tried to watch a couple um, in the last two years, and yeah, yikes. I mean, I can still watch them. Yeah. But they're not like a Golden Girls. Oh, is Golden Girls better? I think it is. Golden Girls is one of the best. Okay. It's like a spunky version of Sex and the City, you know? If you liked the women that were in the show, Sex and the City, like the Golden Girls girls, those bitches, you're like, yeah. I feel like the Sex and the City girls, you're like, bunch of whiny bitches. Dude, I, I love, dude, I watched like six, seven seasons of that show. <laughs> I mean, I watched them all too, but I wouldn't rewatch them now, and I'll rewatch Golden Girls until I drop dead. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching it growing up, but I was probably too young to really appreciate the humor, but at that point, you're just like liking the characters or whatever, I don't know. But um, another note that I have is... That uh, whenever we see Hopper, he's in his uniform, and this is including at home. Does he sleep in that goddamn uniform? (laughs) He's an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It looks like he's wearing his long underwear that he sleeps in underneath the uniform, too. It's kind of like poking out underneath the collar. Like, this is is very sad. (laughs) Imagine the way that thing smells, because he's just, you know, he smokes like a chimney. Yes. You know he falls asleep on that recliner. That is where he he don't go to bed. He sleeps there with the beer in his hand, probably spills it on himself several times through the night, and he doesn't wash it. He just gets up, off to work. Time to go run this down. I agree with all of that, except you describing him as sleeping. That's just a passing out. (laughs) He's not, he's just passing out in the chair, but yeah. Snoring so loud. That thing has got to have so many body fluids and oils soaking (laughs) into it and percolating. It's just percolating. It's it's especially relevant as I sit here in this very hot room because the windows are closed, the AC is off. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, as soon as I get up, these clothes are coming off and going in the wash because I've sweat through them. But that's more than Hopper's willing to do. No, well, he probably doesn't even have laundry detergent. Yeah, what's that? Which is ironic because, of course, that's the actor who is the spokesperson for Tide in those great commercials. Oh, (laughs) I love the irony. Okay, so we got two more things to to hit on here. We got to talk about Dustin being back from camp. 
First thing, when he goes into his room and uh, Eleven is on her cocaine high and making all the robots move around independently, I had that first robot that they show, I had that exact robot. It's a robot where you press on its head and it says, I am the atomic powered robot. Please give my best wishes to everybody. <laughs> Does anybody, did anybody else have that? I didn't. I had one and my brother had one. They were both different colors. Mine was a silver one. And I had it for a, for a very long time. It was like one of those stupid toys where it's like, yeah, 80s robotics and you turn it on, but it just kind of moves around on its own and bumps into walls. It's like a Roomba, essentially, but it wasn't doing anything productive, like, you know, picking up dirt. It would just run into shit and then fall over. <laughs> it sounds it's like Hopper. <laughs> yes, it is exactly. It was the, the uh, prototype for Hopper. <laughs> Turtles survived. Jared, I thought of you when I saw the turtle. Uh, th- um, thank you for mentioning that, Aaron. I was like, the turtle lived. I, I knew you were worried about that turtle. I was worried about the turtle. I was personally <laughs> disappointed, though, because I thought we determined that that was perhaps the uh, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. So I thought it would have been oh, cool yeah. if it didn't come back. But uh, alas. But Jared, you get your Well, turtle. we don't know. That's probably just a stunt turtle. The first one from season two is dead. Maybe one of these rats coming in. Uh, it's Splinter. Oh, Splinter. Master Splinter. And he's going to take the turtle. Oh, Foreshadowing. We got that's it. my first prediction. That's your first prediction. That's good. What what turtle do you think uh, it's going to mutate into? Well, Leonardo, because that's going to oh, be the first yeah. one he leads, right? So you got to, he'd be the firstborn <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, the natural leader. He's the most annoying one. He's got, you got to have a leader. Leonardo leads. I guess. Donatello does machines. Yeah. I think now I prefer Donatello, but when I was growing up, Michelangelo was my favorite. Oh, same. Yeah. And he was always saying tubular. Raphael could suck it. Yeah, Raphael's the angry Italian guy who's insecure. <laughs> Frick. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, dude. Oh, that's a shame. That was my brother's favorite was uh, Raphael. Very, it you was. know, Raphael had the temper and yeah, would fly <laughs> off the handle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Raphael beat his wife. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sad. Michelangelo's also Hopper. Michelangelo could be Hopper. I think Michelangelo's much more put together. I, at least Mike. Hopper. I picture Hopper like coming out of a stupor, just cowabunga. And, say, and saying some other uh, surf terms that, that upset Jared. Yeah. Well, that's like, that, Michelangelo. Yeah. That was his thing. Cowabunga, dude. Yeah. And he was surfing in the sewers, too. Yeah, I respect that. Plus, you know, he eats a lot of pizza. Hey, guys, anybody know where Dustin's teeth went again? Oh, my wife was asking the same thing. Yeah, what's the deal? What did they they decide that they like the lisp was part of his character? So they just wanted to get him back to that or what? I don't know. Here's the thing that I thought. Is he wearing braces now? He is wearing braces. Okay, so maybe you can't wear, you can't have two at the same time. Because if that's the thing that you take in and out, you can't maneuver that around the braces. The braces, so while he's using braces, he might have to forego the piece. There have been uh, many strides made in the child actors department here. Judy Garland used to have to take downers to sleep and then uppers to get up. This kid's like, oh, you guys are in the middle of filming? Well, I'm getting braces. Can't have teeth again. <laughs> yeah, that's tough it, shit. It's a power move. <laughs> 
but I like it. I I like hearing the 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 lisp back. It's it's endearing. I like him whether he has teeth or not, and yeah. that is not an easy thing. Not many people can have that said about them. Yeah, that's true. He's available now. He got ghosted by uh, the Mormon girl. <laughs> Susie, Aaron, we got Dustin, Steve. And Billy, who he's going to be our, he's going to close out this episode. But between those three, what are, what are your order for preference? Oh, that's tough. I mean, it, <laughs> it is tough because prior to what happened with Billy, when Billy was just doing his lifeguard business, he still wasn't above Steve. Cause I know he's a dick, but he was definitely above Dustin. Okay. But now, I mean, I guess Dustin would have to sandwich himself there in the middle. And Billy's gone to the bottom? Well, I mean, Billy's, he's a fucking disaster. You'd be better off with Hopper. <laughs> they would they would make quite the duo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gone dark for Billy. I think Steve and I could be happy together, even on his Scoops Ahoy salary. That's sweet. I like that. You get free ice cream. As long as he doesn't lose his hair. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait. His hair is it has to be there. Dustin's teeth interchangeable, but Steve's hair has to be there. So, let's say that Steve is probably 18, 19 years old. 20 years from now he'll be 39 and that hair could start falling out. And then what happens to the relationship with the Scoops Ahoy captain? Well, then then I guess I go Nancy mom. Nancy's uh, mom and I Oh. Go for the new hot lifeguard at the pool. <laughs> so Steve, you're saying, has the better hair, but Billy's got to be like right up there. I mean, he's got to be neck and neck. He does, but um, Billy's hair is going to fall flat. Oh. Steve has just natural volume. Yeah, okay. Doesn't So Billy doesn't have the volume. You, you can see it going, yeah, scraggly. Like he's going to have to start wearing that lead singer from Poison Bandana but sooner than... Brett Michaels. Yeah. He's got to go to the Brett Michaels look. He's going to be doing a reality show trying to get young, dumb girls to want to have sex with him. That's exactly where Billy's going. Well, and Brett Michaels, let's not say trying to, Brett Michaels succeeded uh, above and beyond with getting those young, dumb girls to have sex with him. No doubt, right? That's true. Yeah. God, more power to him. Um, he was like, there is no try. <laughs> right. Mike and Nancy's mom. Hot as fuck this season. Yeah. She's looking good. She's looking good. She was looking... My wife and I were noticing that when they showed her doing the backstroke in the pool, we were like, whoa, who is like, who is that? Then like, That's got to be Nancy's mom. Like, oh, shit. But then when she came out, it was like, were they doing a stunt double for the backstroke or something? Uh, oh, hell yeah. It didn't quite look the same. But yeah, she's, she's a very beautiful woman. She's got the right look this season for herself. Now, Nancy's mom's got it going on. We we noticed too that when they show her getting ready to go out, that she looks better. And this is, I feel this is true of, of most women because I'm not a fan of a lot of makeup. She looked better without the makeup. I get that it's 80s makeup, but she looked better without the makeup. I think that's true a lot of times too, unless someone's really fucking ugly. <laughs> Yeah. Can we can we think of some examples? <laughs> oh, I sounded like such a twat. I no, <laughs> we embrace that here on uh, on I didn't, Bandcast. I don't like that she's wearing makeup when she's gonna go fucking swimming. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. I didn't like that. 
Get out of here, bitch. Uh, it's a bad combo. Well, and they, well, they're mostly laying out by the pool, sure. Uh, I do got to say this. I love a pool that is surrounded by a chain link fence. That's always a sign of high class. I noticed that actually recently in uh, Thelma and Louise, too, outside of one of the dingy motels that they stay at. And you see this pool. It's just the saddest thing. It's a cyclone fence. But it's, 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 it's really sad. Motel 6, really romantic. <laughs> and you're getting done up. I mean, how how sad is that? You're getting done up and putting on all, all this makeup to sit on a beach chair right next to a cyclone fence. So, yes, the the all the makeup at the pool is bad. Billy smoking at the pool as a lifeguard. That's that's some serious shit right there. Yeah. That's some serious 80s. Now, you talk about how dark Billy went because you're saying that just his he is having this like really intense flirtatious conversation right by the side of the pool in full view of everybody. Like just you s- sitting across the pool and seeing that Mrs. Wheeler's friends, of course they're going to know and start talking like, oh, she's that to me would be obvious. Billy's an asshole. So he's at the bottom. Because we saw at the end of last season that, yeah, he had this kind of flirtatious conversation with her. But now it's like just at the drop of a hat now he's going all out for this older woman and i kind of took it as he wants to break up her marriage or or be that that kind of an an element in her marriage because he kind of hates his own mother and 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 stepfather it's kind of like this like i'll i'll just destroy everything that seems good and pure to me or something yeah okay the, the, the bad boy code (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just thought that he he had a sweet tooth. And honestly, I thought, I mean, I don't know what's what's happened to him, but I thought we'd at least get a love scene in with the two of them. With the two of them or and, and I like you say you say that you think he has a sweet tooth um for for older women? No, for her specifically. Well, yeah, she is she is uh beautiful, but he doesn't want to marry her. He's not in love with her. He's no. just tracking a scent. He just wants to um, defile it. Yes. Uh, but there are all these women, all the women are attracted to him, including that other lifeguard who's quite attractive. Oh, yeah. So I like, thought she could have had a love scene with him too. Yeah. But now we don't even know if we're actually going to get any more Billy. I suspect that there's got to be a way. I don't know, actually, because, you know, they did take Barb out really quickly in season one. And I was kind of thinking, oh, she's going to be back or somewhere to find her. Like, she'll be cocooned up and then they'll they'll be able to save her or something like that. But I was actually pleasantly surprised that they didn't bring her back. Not because I hate Barb so much, but because I just was like, oh, that's nice storytelling that they don't feel that they have to save everybody. But I don't know if they're going to like Billy was a part of that trailer. And now Billy is are they killing Billy off in the first episode? That'd be wild. Yeah, it would be wild. I know. I think it's wild, too, that they would kill him off. I have written down here that I think that he could be possessed like Will was Mm. from season two. He's too valuable for the whatever. He's too hot to kill off. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to hook up with Nancy's mom. I need to see a love scene between the two of them. You do? Yeah, you think so? Ah. Well, we know he's not going to make it to the mo- well, we suspect that he's not going to make it to the motel. I mean, that was a pretty serious car wreck too. If he slammed his head on the windshield and got that bad cut, that's bad enough, but Yeah, it's pretty bad. Him being dragged into the 
upside down world by whatever. I know what the fuck was that too? Yeah. Like I don't know. Crazy. And then I was thinking too because of at the end where Dustin starts to get the he's like picking up on Russian intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that the Russians have their own Hawkins lab. Yes. And they're now they're having a problem with their little universe, and that's what's got Billy. So Billy's a Russian now. Ooh. That would be interesting. They definitely have their own Hawkins lab. And of course it's not it's gonna not the be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. They don't have they don't have they don't have to do with the fucking leather gloves choking scientists out and saying, You better get this done in a year. Oh, in a, in the American Hawkins lab. Yeah, they don't, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't have, they don't have Rasputin just throwing people <laughs> over or whatever. That's true. Plus, you know, say what you will about uh, American-made, but of course their equipment is going to work as opposed <laughs> to the Russian one. <laughs> it's pretty nice that it, it breaks down, just like in Chernobyl. In Mother Russia, things break. All the jokes about Russian technology. Are, uh, are apt. Although they were the first into space, so let's not forget that. Let's give them credit for that. And we don't know what they have in store for us yet. We do. They have Donald Trump being elected president in store for us. <laughs> uh, so there you go. <laughs> Maybe they pulled him out of the upside down world. Maybe he's Billy. Oh, oh Billy didn't age well. Oh, oh I think yeah, Billy's hair right. is going to be much better by the time he's Trump's age. That's not fair. If he's still alive. Billy might have worms crawling out of his eye sockets right now. I think we all kind of suspect that he's going to be alive. It would be a surprise if they killed him off. I'll be shocked as shit. Yeah. It'd be a great move for the writers and producers and everything to put Billy front and center in the preview and then kill him off at the end of the first episode. That would be wild. Yeah, it would be and, wild. Uh, it would be like in Scream when Drew Barrymore was in the previews and then she was done after the first scene. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore and, of course, uh, uh, Psycho, right? Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Janet Lee in Psycho. Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Or Stephen Hawking. I don't know the movie. I got really high. I mean, Steven Seagal. Stephen Hawking? <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's like fucking terrorist and shit and they throw him out of a plane. You know? Stephen Hawking does all his own stunts. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Know. <laughs> uh, He goes up and down ramps. It's 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 incredible. <laughs> oh man. Um, I have also written down. This is my last note that I have. Oh well, this is just one real, real quickly. I love what Hopper does when Mike's acting like a little dickhead. Yeah. Where he pulls the grandma thing out. That was hilarious. But I have here in my last, my final thoughts, my Jerry Springer final thought here on the episode is that the producers or and or director must not have liked the actress that played Barb because even Bob got a flashback in this season. <laughs> when Barb was done, she was fucking done. They were like, no, she's not coming back. We're not bringing her back for season like, two. I know we're contractually <laughs> obligated, so here's what we'll do. We'll put a picture of her in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. We'll put a picture of her when she was a kid. <laughs> she'll get a funeral. Okay. We're not going to pay a lot of extras for it, but she'll get a funeral. <laughs> if all her family can't make it, so be it. We're not postponing it. We gotta, we gotta roll this shit. And it's gonna be Patreon where you get her headstone instead of the rock. Is that what you said? Oh yeah, we were gonna start a um 
uh, a GoFundMe <laughs> to get Barbara proper tombstone because they just used whatever rock they found nearby and just threw it there. Yeah, you know, there's because they're not worried about people looking to lay flowers. <laughs> <laughs> they got two twigs and made a cross and stuck it in the ground. Her family's finally taking those vacations. That's right. Yeah, they're they're living large. They probably got some sort of a settlement from the police. This is the best thing that could happen. <laughs> Blessing in disguise. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Any other predictions or comments? Notes? Oh, Mike, I have a comment. Yeah. I didn't know this show was very popular. Saturday Night Live did like two sketches of the show. You didn't know that? Oh, come on. It's really popular. Just to be clear, are we talking about Stranger Things or our show that we're doing right now? <laughs> yeah. Saturday Night Live doing sketches about us? <laughs> That's pretty great. We've only done like three episodes. Two and a half, really. Before long, they will be... They will be incorporating us into the, into whatever sketch they do about Stranger Things. Everybody sues the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna <laughs> once we start getting those lawsuits about defamation of character and everything. Um, but we do only speculate about the character. We're not speculating about the actress. The actress is fine. Oh no, we would never. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for. Season 3, Episode 1 of Stranger Things. We will be back next week with our take on Season 3, Episode 2, and every week going on until we get through all of these episodes. I forgot to mention this. This feels like a really good season. It's starting out strong. Um, I yeah. think better than the previous two, even. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited as well. I want, want more mall stuff. I like the Russians. The <laughs> Russians are great, yeah. So... Aaron, if people want to find out more about you, where can they look you up? They can follow me on Instagram, Aaron Minogue, or on Facebook at Aaron Marie Minogue. And uh, Jared, where can people find out more about you? At Instagram at uh, my uh, username is my spelled name spelled backwards, so it's Deraj Novell. Okay, and um, and you're not on Twitter and Facebook. It's just Jared Levin. Yeah. All right. Just uh, stay tuned to this feed. You can find out more at bandcast.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back soon. Dangerous.